This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. And I'm absolutely so thrilled to have with me today, Andrea Hauser, Chief Nursing Officer and Vice President of Acute Care Lacrosse Nursing at Gunterson Health System. Andrea, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk with you today. Um, But to get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Yes, of course. I am a registered nurse, and as you said, I'm the Chief Nursing Officer and Vice President of Acute Care Nursing for the Gunderson region of Bellin and Gunderson Health System. I have been with the Gunderson Health System for 21 years and have loved mostly every minute of it, and I'm really excited to be partnering with Bellin, and I'm excited to share that we are actually coming up on our one-year anniversary as a health system. So Bellin Gunderson is a not-for-profit community-focused healthcare network. We have headquarters in Green Bay and La Crosse, Wisconsin, serving patients with our 11 hospitals and more than 100 clinic locations in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Upper Michigan, and Iowa. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that background. So with all you're doing right now, can you tell me your most successful project or initiative from the last year? What issues were you trying to solve and also what drove the success? Sure. So one of our most successful initiatives that will continue is our internal and external work to redesign the care surrounding one of our our most vulnerable populations. And this is our aging population who have more and more chronic disease and less and less available support. So what was the problem? We were faced with consistent barriers to accessing post-acute care placement, specifically long-term care and skilled nursing beds. La Crosse County, where Gunderson is located, lost 40% of our skilled nursing beds in the last 10 years. Nursing home staffing continues to be a challenge to our partners in being able to maximize the nursing home beds available in our region, ultimately turning hallways of previous care spaces into storage rooms. It's no secret our population is aging quickly while resources are dwindling. The situation not only impacts the health of the patient and family awaiting transition to post-acute care, but it impacts others who are seeking care as bed availability is limited and creates a need to divert patients to other healthcare facilities that are far from home. In the fall of 2022, on many days, 40 of our 185, so 22% of our medical surgical hospital beds were holding patients who are medically stable, but awaiting a post-acute bed to open. So what did we do? We pulled on multiple threads to approach this complex issue, and I'm only providing just a couple of the examples. In our own walls, we found that we were lacking a standard of care for patients with dementia, and that this often led to increased behavioral escalation, as well as increased length of stay and created even more difficulty in securing post-acute placement for this specific population. We really looked internally 
and we researched best practices, completed site visits with successful dementia units, created focused education for internal staff, and transformed our physical dementia care space to provide dementia-friendly features. We created a hospital geriatric clinician consult service to help standardize the very special care for this subset of patients with dementia where behaviors were significant. This type of care looks much different from other attending hospital services by which detailed behavior tracking and patients is key to assisting these patients. In the four months since implementing the changes, we have reduced the need to use medications to deescalate de behaviors and have reduced length of stay from 5.4 days to 4.7 days. And we are extremely proud of the care we are providing. We feel better prepared as we know that there are 7 million people living in the US with dementia and that this number continues to rise. Externally, we worked to build relationships with local skilled nursing facilities and collaborated with them to rent and reopen beds, which had been previously turned into storage rooms. We currently rent 27 beds from three facilities. And this partnership is beyond renting beds. We are creating a relationship where we take care of these patients together. Our new average number of stable patients awaiting post-acute placement is now closer to 20, so cut nearly in half from a year ago. Lastly, we are building relationships with our county and state leadership to break down barriers related to the guardianship process. In Wisconsin, when a patient is incapacitated and unable to make decisions, it is our courts who must appoint a guardian to do so if one had not been named in a power of attorney. This process can take anywhere from four to six weeks in which the patient stays in the acute hospital space, awaiting the decisions to be made. We are working both at the county level, but also with Wisconsin state legislators to move forward le legislation that would allow next of kin to assist with the decision making. And these are just a few of the examples of how we are working together to make sure we are taking really great care of our super special aging population. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us those examples. Really, really helpful. Um, as you know, the clinical workforce has changed a lot in the last few years. Um, pretty much everyone in, in healthcare is still talking about the issues coming from that what challenges are you still facing and how do you see the clinical workforce evolving? I think as it relates to this topic of post-acute care and really looking at our population who is aging, coming in with more complex issues, having less and less support, this problem will really take an effort from everyone in the healthcare workforce, from the front line to the C-suite, all banding together. It's really looking at understanding the landscape and really looking at um, socioeconomic demographic data to see what is in your, um, what is coming down the pike in terms of what will change, how you need to respond to take better care of our patients. So it's really understanding that landscape. Um, in our region, we have really remodeled our workforce again by adding on that geriatric clinician, really changing the way that we take care of this patient, uh, one of the patient populations impacted by this. But we've also prioritized this work 
And we have segmented this work out into a separate area of responsibility that is led by specific clinical, administrative, and strategic leaders. And what this has done, this has helped kept the relationships tight. It has helped us keep an eye on improvements needed and really helps us celebrate the small wins along the way. And I am so, so thankful for these teams as we keep improving. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely essential to uh, to improve growth. And before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your best advice for aspiring physician and nurse leaders? My advice is to learn how to improve not only in your walls, but how to partner outside of your walls to improve the entire landscape of how healthcare is delivered. Be it schools, county, other healthcare organizations, your state and federal government really learning how to advocate. I would give advice to aspiring physician and nurse leaders to surround yourself with the genius of various disciplines. We have amazing people from social services, strategy, therapies, finance, that can help us solve these really complex problems. So really my advice is branch out to truly evolve the care that we deliver. Great advice. Thank you so much for those final thoughts. This has been an amazing and informative, uh, informative discussion, truly. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.